Welcome to this episode of Retail Initiative. I'm so excited for this episode. I have Sarah and Carrie from Girl Tribe. Uh, they are a fantastic brand doing so much cool stuff. And honestly, this conversation went in a totally different direction than I expected. And we ended up talking about building a healthy partnership and mental health and really how to make this thing work in the long haul. We touch on the recession and what it looks like to grow a business in the midst of that. Uh, I really think if you're a retailer and you're serious about growing, this one is going to be so good for you. So we're going to dive in. Uh, and if you enjoy this episode, I would love if you would please leave a review, subscribe, share it with a friend. Uh, that definitely helps us. So let's get into the episode and we'll see you in a second. The rules of retail are changing. One by one, corporate retailers are closing their doors and some call it the death of retail. But those rules never apply to independent retailers like us. We're writing our own rules. We're here to answer the questions about how to grow your business, stay competitive, and still have a life. I'm Josh Orr, and this is the Retail Initiative Podcast. All right, so here with me is Carrie and Sarah. Hi, how's it going? Hi, hey. good, how are you? I'm so glad you're with me today. <laughs> um, well, if you don't know Girl Tribe, you definitely should. They are... Um, doing some incredible things in the retail space. And I'm excited because I think that, you know, whether you just have a storefront and you're first venturing to online or you've been online for years, I think they are ones to watch and, and learn from. So I hope that this episode is encouraging for you. Um, Carrie, Sarah, I would love, can y'all share a little bit about Girl Tribe and like who you are, what the brand is, like how you, you engage your customers, and then we'll dive into it. Yeah, totally. So I'm Sarah. That's Carrie. Um, but people get that confused all the time, which is like doesn't really bother us. Yeah. Um, and um, and Girl Tribe started in 2014 as a women positive graphic T-shirt business. And we chose graphic T-shirts because um, we didn't have any money. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we we just we had we just figured it out. We just figured out how to do it. Um, and um, <clears throat> and since 2014, we have uh, grown it organically. We haven't had any investment. Uh, we're about to open our third store in Charlotte, North Carolina. And during the pandemic, we grew our e-com like significantly. And we also do large scale pop-up shops featuring hundreds of women owned businesses. So we've been doing that since 2015. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, I think so. And we started, <laughs> Anything else? Um, we produce our own products. Um, like you said, we got in the graphic t-shirt business. Um, we started wholesale last year. So we're selling to boutiques across the country as, on top of kind of everything else. Yeah, mm -hmm. that'll do it. That is awesome. So what was the first, so you started in 2014. At that point, were you like mostly in store? Was it all online? Like what did it start as? Or, or I guess even, let's go bigger picture than that like what was the original idea like what sparked hey let's do this thing and what actually got you going in it because you said you had no money so I'm sure getting started <laughs> wasn't easy like where'd you get the idea and then what made you actually want to get going yeah, yeah so um well you mean yeah. <laughs> um yeah so um <clears throat> we both had our own businesses before we started girl tribe together and I had an online dress boutique um that was that I only purchased from women owned businesses that produced in America and Carrie had a graphic design business and so in 2014 after I had my first daughter um I started I kind of put that business away and I was kind of like you know 
it was a great couple of year run and it taught me an awful lot. But what I really was missing was the fact that I'm buying on this six month cycle. Um, you know, I'm going to market in January, February, and I'm not getting that stuff until pre fall, fall, winter. And I mean, uh, you know, Instagram obviously is starting to really blow up influencers. Um, they're changing fads and trends so quickly. You can't keep up with it as like, um, as sort of that like kind of old school mentality of, of, um, of shopping. So I got really frustrated towards the end of my old business because I could totally see what was trendy now, but I couldn't get it, especially not in the avenues that I was purchasing from. So what was really interesting to me, I just remember kind of quitting and just saying like, I want to make my own thing because people aren't making it quick enough to like what we need to do. I mean, you know, you've got Zara and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, but like for us, I'm like, we can do this. And so Carrie and I had grown up together. We went to high school and middle school together at a strict Catholic school, <clears throat> which is why we have a lot of tattoos now. Cause like we're really just rebelling in our late thirties. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of how we started as well. Yeah. I mean, so like even, digging further into that we Sarah reached out to me in 2012 because she wanted to get an interior design I was an architect at the time we met at Starbucks ended up having an eight-hour conversation um kind of about all of our hopes and dreams at that point in our lives and the end of the conversation was like Sarah wanted to open up a dress shop and I was like well I'm actually starting a graphic design business and we learned a ton of lessons from that. And then in 2014, when Sarah was like, let's start something. And really during the whole journey, everybody thought like we worked with each other or for each other and owned the company, both companies kind of together because mm -hmm. we were so mm -hmm. intertwined in everything we were doing together. And so it was just a natural fit. And I think from day one, we knew we wanted to create a lifestyle brand. Sorry about that. <laughs> Carrie's housekeeper is texting her. Hold on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I let her in, but I didn't tell her. Um, <laughs> um, so what yeah. was your train of thought there? She's like, hello. Um, so my train of thought was. That's rule number four, outsource, but go on. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. That's something we learned along the way from our therapist um, that we both see. Um, we share a therapist. We share a therapist, therapist. <laughs> um but like Wait, hold on is this like a cost savings thing like you guys go together and split the hour or do you just have the same therapist because both yeah. are fantastic oh, oh yeah yeah well we we see her separately but mm -hmm. we see her together um because how close we are mm -hmm. um it's it's basically a marriage and mm -hmm. so sometimes like things will sort of start building up yeah. and, and it might not really be between like like carrie and i are like really compatible um and we can usually work through things on our own but it might be something where they're like we're really struggling with um j kind of just anything you know mm -hmm. like a so like an offer comes up and we're just really struggling with it and we just need to sort of talk it through with a third party we don't there's really not a lot of other people in our lives that we can do that with uh, or maybe we're having sort of some type of hr issue because we're growing and we went from two employees to 44 and you know it's like you're like i don't know like you know uh, so so sometimes it's like um just kind of a sounding board where we can't really get that or we don't ask our husbands of that because I mean, quite frankly, like we don't want to hear about their day-to-day -day work life. And like, we know they don't want to hear about ours either. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, you don't want to bring all that home with you. 
and we have little kids, so it's not often that we have that time anyway. So we pay for it. We pay for it together, and it's very yeah. worth it. Yeah, it's so worth yeah. it. So we're always on the same page because yeah. we like we've learned through the years we have to be a united front, and we might see things from different perspectives, mm-hmm. which is very helpful. Mm-hmm. But also, like, how do we? And we're always trying to do this. I feel like we're always on the same page. We're always trying to say the same thing. But like, how do we communicate and understand that we're saying the same thing and then come out as a company, as a united front? I think there's a reason why you don't see a lot of businesses with like 50-50 partnerships (laughs) because it's really hard, you know? Um, But uh, but yeah, so that's why we do it for all those kind of reasons Mm -hmm. and more. (laughs) Gosh, I love... I mean, so I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate for like mental health. And I really do believe that every single person in the world needs to be in therapy Mm -hmm. on a regular basis for so many reasons. And so is it okay? I'd love to dive into um, that for a second is like, when, uh, like, at what point did y'all, did you decide like, hey, let's actually go to counseling together? Oh, there was a a a very mature decision that most business owners don't make. Um, So was it was it like a conflict that you needed to work through or was it like a proactive thing? I guess what led to that originally? I think it was a conflict, but I but honestly looking back, I think we have we were both new moms mm-hmm. and we of course like love our children, but when you're growing this other baby and you're doing it from scratch and we have no one else's help, um and you're putting so much love and energy into it and it's like it's almost like like I talked to like younger entrepreneurs or, you know, whatever about like kind of the honeymoon phase of like starting a business. Like it's so exciting and it's, but it's kind of stressful because you're like figuring things out. But I mean, you have all these great ideas and you're going to make it happen because you've decided to do it. And it's just like glossy and beautiful. Sort of like right after that moment ends though, you know, when you start hiring employees and you, you're not making enough money or, you know, you're working so many hours a week and you've got a child at home and your husband's kind of like, so like I support you, but like this isn't sustainable for our lives. Like that kind of was all the things. And then at the same time, like when we specifically we were going going through that, we were transitioning from Carrie's graphic design business too, because we had kind of acquired that. Yeah. Um, and we were starting to like say, like, okay, let's start phasing this out. We kind of acquired her staff to what was our first girl tribe staff. Mm-hmm. And um they were um we like were learning how to manage people yeah we had never like and we were in an open air office we're like in a 800 square foot space Mm -hmm. with like six five six women sort of at a time Mm -hmm. we all have our like ikea tables we're still sitting with one but um (laughs) like all backed up to each other and these girls are you know, they kind of, they're kind of getting like, you know, like this. And we're like, no, that's not what we stand for. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, everyone kind of had different rule books and stuff like that. And we're like, oh my God, what are we doing? We don't know how to manage these people. And they were driving us crazy. We were driving them crazy. We were terrible leaders. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, uh, yeah. Know? It was like all a learning process. So we went um, mm-hmm. to a conference um, for inspiration um, in New York and in the middle of New York, I remember just like hysterically crying and being like, it's the employee. Like we were both like, it's the employees or us. Yeah. We're like, like well, maybe they can just take it over. We were just like so mad. Yeah. We're like, okay, like, like back it up. Okay. Right. And then we were like, we like spent an extra day in New York, mm-hmm. had a couple beers and we were like, okay, like when we get home, mm-hmm. we have to see someone mm-hmm. and we have to work out why we're so frustrated because yeah, you can, 
phase out that staff or you can try to work with that staff or whatever, but we're going to be the same leaders. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. is it us? Right. Is it them? Uh-huh. You know, you don't want to just blame other people. You right. want to be like, gosh, no. And, and you know, it was kind of us, uh-huh. you know? I mean, kind yeah. of looking back on it, we were asking people that didn't have the skill set to do things right. we wanted them to do. And there was a lot of frustration in that. So so mm-hmm. I think really, like, looking at it from the outside, we, um, you know, and, like, when you, when you become a leader, you have to sort of start going through, like, kind of your own childhood trauma, yeah. too, right? Because, yeah. like, who's, who's your first leader? Like, your mom yeah. and your dad. And yeah. so you kind of are like, well, how do you manage, like, mm-hmm. a family unit? And, you yeah. know, so how there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Gosh, that's so powerful. I, uh, I think that for so many retailers, it's hard, not even retailers, entrepreneurs in general, um, like we all want to like naturally be able to just handle all these things that are thrown at us. Mm-hmm. And what I love seeing in what you've done and in your story is it, it, clearly like there have been these moments where it was like, no, we need, we need to become not just do better, but we need to become better. Like we, mm-hmm. whether it be through therapy, whether it be with each other and your leadership, like I know for me, like I have like for my first employee, it was five years until I was like, okay, I kind of have an idea of what it's like to manage people in a healthy way. And I blamed all the team members. And it wasn't until I was like, hey, there's a common denominator in all these, like all these disgruntled employees. And that is me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to become a better leader and quit blaming the, these team members who at the end of the day had the best of intentions and right. You have to always assume that people do and that people want to do a good job. Um, but if you're not telling them what to do or what you're expecting of them and mm-hmm. or communicating and being, and being realistic about yeah. expectations too, you know, I mean, especially when you do become, when you're a solo, you know, well, solo entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and then when you bring staff on, you're so used to doing everything from A to Z. And then you're like, okay, so here's the thing that you're going to do. And then you're kind of like, why aren't they doing more than that? Because I used to do more than that. And I didn't complain about it, you know, and then you're like, no, no, this is the end. So, you know, I think a lot of a lot of what we've been working on, you know, even lately as we're growing is okay. So like not only do we need, let's say, a marketing person, but like, what does that mean? And what do we expect their day to day? And how do we like how do you create like a perform key performance indicator Mm -hmm. when we've never had those? You know, we've never worked in corporate office. you know, we've, we never, I mean, we had a lot of experience before we started, but it was very, <laughs> we also had very bizarre leadership. Right. Before, very bizarre. You know? yeah, like yeah. we also worked for small businesses mm-hmm. or I worked for a nonprofit or like whatever. And it's like, okay, so how do you, how do you kind of button it up and create a company culture that you're really proud of that people feel safe in, mm-hmm. but everyone's really, you know, everyone's proud of what they do every day and you can make money. Right. You know, and do I it all perfectly it. with like, you know, a shoestring budget and no HR department or yeah. actual experience. So <laughs> that's what we're working on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So let's just say that, you know, a retailer or an entrepreneur is like, hey, I, I love the progress you've made and what you've done with your team. Where should I get started? Like, hmm. what would be that that resource? Is it a book? Is it counseling? Is it like, what would you say has been a, a helpful thing? A book. A what? A book. 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 Got it. 
Well, yeah. I, I think one book no. that did help you was what got you here won't get you there. Oh, yeah. Because I think there are there's like a few points mm-hmm. in our journey where we would get stuck and yeah. we'd be like, we've been doing this so well, but like we want to get to the next level. How mm-hmm. do we get to the next level? Yeah. And it's a I'm it's like, who has time for a book? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't read books. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we, I mean, I used to listen to a lot of mm-hmm. like entrepreneur podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, like the mm-hmm. NPR one, yeah, how I built this, how I built this, that like all one. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think there kind of became a point where I was like, okay, I kind of heard that story before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of go to enough conferences and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I sort of, I sort of heard that, like, mm-hmm. or you just, you want to, for me, it was like there was almost always like a moment of stepping away from it because I was like, cause comparison is the thief of joy. Right. And so you're like, well, they're a hundred million dollar business and we're not there mm-hmm. yet. And like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, I think other resources that have helped us immensely is really just talking to people and getting that like one-on-one like asking people to be really honest because <laughs> that's another thing where like some of those conferences and speeches and panels and mm-hmm. things like that people don't speak about money and or you know actual hard things yeah, you know or and actual like, hr issues yeah, or, yeah yeah and you're like okay yeah but like i got it but you know you're you came from a trust fund anyway so like you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like you or whatever or you is, have a hundred you like three million in investment and you're not actually profitable. Right. And that's not really, that's not really what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of went on a tangent there, but that's sort of like our little soapbox on that, I suppose. Yeah. I think like, that's why we started Girl Tribe in the first place is like, so you can find your tribe, like, or a group of women that you can bounce ideas off of Mm -hmm. and get perspective. Um, But I also agree with her is like, stepping away like taking a minute like instead of just like attacking like keep attacking and like running up to the same wall like just take a minute take a breath um kind of like retreat from the problem for a second like it also gives you a good perspective too it's funny because i think that that like kind of what carrie is sort of uh like what you're talking about is Mm -hmm. sort of this sort of newer mentality right and i think we're seeing and i hate this (laughs) and i hate even saying this out loud but i think this is the best um sort of like it can kind of explain what I'm thinking about, but like, you know, there's all these articles. It's like, is the fall of girl boss. Right. And, and which is, which is just so sexist because those articles are full like of like, you know, Emily Weiss mm-hmm. and things like that. And I'm like, that's all women. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's been plenty of men in that same mm-hmm. like booming era that created businesses that were never profitable because the VC then the, you know, mm-hmm. it, it bloated it too much or whatever. Um, and there is sort of, it does seem like there is sort of almost a retreat societally mm-hmm. of like, you don't have to hustle every single day, all day long to create a successful business. And I think sometimes when you get too far into reading those books and it, it you just, you just become so absorbed with changing things every single day or mm-hmm. ch- find new metrics. And, and you're like, at some point you just have to run your business and like go home and like wash your underwear and put it up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you, there's also a human being behind it. And mm-hmm. I think when we get too far into my business is me, mm-hmm. I am my business, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like a really unfortunate thing. And I think that we see, we see, you know, founder burnout mm-hmm. with that. So that's where we're at currently as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. And it's such an important, like that 
creating that separation of, um, you know, like if my business quote unquote fails, it doesn't mean that I am a failure. It means like, okay, that, Mm -hmm. that was a bad idea or it was executed poorly. One of the two and great. Mm -hmm. So now I can learn and either have a better idea or better execution or whatever. But when we marry that identity, it just creates like, there's, there's almost no win-win. Um, because even if you succeed, it's never going to be enough to affirm the identity that you're after. 100%. And I think, I think in, I don't even know what year it was, but I think there was a year where we had reached all of our goals. So like, and not saying they're huge goals, but we're like, we want to do this. We want to do this. We want to do this. And we're looking around. We're like, oh fuck, we We did it. We did it. So like, then we're almost like depressed. Yeah, you're depressed. You're like, well, so what's so next? So what's next? Yeah, and we're kind of like, we kind of did it. <laughs> um, you know, I think a big kind of light bulb moment for us too. There's these guys in Charlotte. They started a um, laundry business that like, it's basically they. I don't want to like. It, they just take clothes off your front porch, wash it, and dry it, and put it back on your front door. But they made like an app with it, and it, it's much more complicated. I'm yeah. definitely butchering it. But I remember <laughs> when we first met up with these guys. I mean, they're they're probably about ten years younger than mm-hmm. us, and they had just gotten out of college, and and they were, you know, in every article, they were they had just gotten their first round of funding, mm-hmm. and so we're meeting up with them, and and they're like. They're like, oh, yeah, we all live in the same house and like we all sleep in the same room. We work downstairs together. And I remember Carrie and I left that meeting and I don't remember what else we talked about. (laughs) But I remember being like, well, that sucks because like we have families like we can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've got babies and Mm -hmm. husbands and dogs and like we're 10 years beyond them. And here we are starting this. So, yeah, it feels like you feel like a failure from just a conversation like that, too, mm-hmm. which really sucked. But yeah. And now it's funny because those guys are all getting married now yeah. and they like don't understand that. <laughs> but, and, they're, and they're doing great. But um, but I mean, I remember we were just yeah. like, oh, yeah. we're like, screw those guys. I'll live in together. We're like, can and we were like, can you imagine if we just lived together and how hard we could work all the time? And yeah. like, you know, but what we learned, I think, from that as well is like, trying to make enough money or hiring enough people to take those duties. So it's not just us doing every yeah, single thing. No. And so that mm-hmm. they could, yeah. you know, empowering them to like take this project and run with it. Yeah. And like removing so it's not your, just us. Right. And removing yourself from the equation. Like, so you're not so tied into like girl tribe is me, uh, the success and mm-hmm. failure. And like, once you've hit the successes now, you're like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, I've got nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it is amazing how like when I mean gosh, I've gotten to work with like so many amazing retailers that are way further along than you know even I than even I than I am or whatever. And all of them, the common trait among every single one of them is how underwhelming it was when they reached what was once their wildest dreams. That's um, sad. Yeah. <laughs> And, but I think the, the, at least for me, and, and I would love your input on this as well. The takeaway is not like, don't have wild dreams or don't Mm -hmm. pace after these things. But I think it's building in like a, a, an, I was about to say attitude of gratitude, but I do not want to rhyme, but like it rhythms of gratitude of like being grateful for wherever you are along the journey, because otherwise it, like there's always just going to be a next level that, and look, like I'm, I don't know about you, but like it's never enough. And I will always want to keep growing and growing and growing. But if I don't do that 
with with rhythms of gratitude, it becomes this like all-consuming, unhealthy. I can't enjoy life because I'm chasing the next thing. Like, what does that look like? I guess how have you been able to reach those goals and still enjoy business? You know, you mentioned that it wasn't what mm-hmm. maybe what you thought it would be. Like, what does it look like for you to still enjoy business? after reaching those goals? Like what, what changed for you in that process? I think one thing that Carrie and I are both doing a lot this year, especially um, kind of coming down from sort of the COVID um, uh, frenetic energy of trying to keep this place afloat. And we didn't just keep it afloat. We invented literally every single thing during that time. And we just, I mean, we looked at like shutdown. We were like, this is going to be awesome. Like Like, we were almost like excited. We like rolled up our sleeves and I was like, we've been waiting for this. Like Mm -hmm. literally Carrie and I've always been like, like, because we started doing this kind of like post recession. We were like, God, we could have crushed it during the recession, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, you know, we're like, okay, let's do it while things are quiet and like really dig into it. So uh, we ran on adrenaline, you know, 2020, I know everyone did, mm-hmm. um, but we, it was totally and completely and utterly nuts. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole summer we just drank like warm LaCroix and like cheese crackers. Cause like we would, we, there was nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. We just happened to have a lot of those like in our like warehouse mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, like last year was about kind of rebuilding, opening pop-ups back up, mm-hmm. um, saying yes to sort of any opportunity that came our way that felt well, like the right thing. And then this year and also building our team. And mm-hmm. then this year we're like, okay, well, like we're building this life. We have to build ourselves back into it. Mm-hmm. We have to build our families back into it. So we've really been stepping away. Like mm-hmm. Carrie just got back from two week complete vacation. Mm-hmm. I, that's I haven't awesome. really been in the office since like March. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've just been like, I don't know, whatever. Like, you know, my husband's parents live at the beach and like, mm-hmm. you know. Well, like, so Sarah has trademarked as it as a hot mom summer. And <laughs> I think. So but, I'm starting to do all the things that I've never had time for or energy, you know, mm-hmm. like I got an air fryer. Like my, like everyone knows that like, if you go to Sarah's house, there's no food, you know? And I've always sort of prided myself. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm an entrepreneur, like whatever. And like, I'm like, oh, I want to like kind of dive into being more domestic yeah. and like slowing it down. Like that's where I think we're mm-hmm. finding happiness is the ability to slow down and things still run mm-hmm. and enjoy. I love that. Gosh, life. I have two things I want to ask about and they're in different <laughs> directions. So I'm coming back to that. But something okay. you said that I am so curious on it, and I actually think is very applicable to now, was you said shutdown happened, and mm-hmm. you were like stoked. You were like, we were made for this. This is like our moment. Weird, and you are, sounds, yeah. And, and in hindsight, like we look back and we see that there was tremendous opportunity for growth in retail. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people took advantage of that. But I think that's something we can say in hindsight, and we can say, like, okay, right. th- this is a result. Um, But I also can say, like, we're headed into what looks to be a recession and a difficult period. And I think a lot of people are really nervous. And you're saying we could have crushed it in a recession. Explain that mindset of, like, (laughs) we're going to shut down. We were made for this. Not, oh, what are we going to do? But you were ready. What, how did you feel that way? Because I think a lot of people struggle to stay positive and not even just stay positive, but, like, actually get excited 
Uh, that's yeah, I mean, so rare. So I how did you cried like one time mm-hmm. during the recession? I think yeah. literally we each cried one time and I was like, I remember being in the Chick-fil-A line and like crying. And I was like, that is the saddest shit ever. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I know I was so cuss on this. Mm-hmm. So I'm crying while I'm getting like, you know, devil French fries. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, life is fine, Sarah. Like you're okay. You're safe. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just sort of like, Oh, like, you know, if we have to lay these people off, we will, and we'll mm-hmm. bring them back or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I think um, I I kind of think a we're at, we were the perfect age during the yeah, pandemic, we were. Um, and and I say that because we were both financially stable. We both have husbands that have stable jobs, and mm-hmm. we live our private lives the same way we've we've lived our business, and that's we've always kept cash. So we've never been in debt personally or mm-hmm. professionally. Yeah. We've and you know professionally we had never taken a loan. Mm-hmm. So we went into the reset what am I saying? We went into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We went into March 2020 and we had a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash, you know? And so we knew that we could float it. We could float the business for 6 months without mm-hmm. you know, we could keep paying people. You know, we stopped paying ourselves, but that was just because we didn't need to take it you yeah know? We and we're to, like we've always been risk averse generally. yeah and so we um you know we definitely like lost money in the beginning but it was kind of like well everyone else is losing money <laughs> like yeah. it didn't really like feel yeah. um and then that year we had wanted to grow online mm-hmm. and, and so we were kind answer. of like well that's the only thing we can do right now so like, let's do it. And we sold ourselves, yeah. you know, and we, that's when we started doing live selling on Facebook and a couple of months of that really saved us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting really kind of clever with laws and like Carrie and I, I mean, I have a construction background. I was in construction for eight years and I have my interior design degree. Carrie was an architect. Um, so, I mean, I'd like to say like, we have this really weird, like, um, skill set where we yeah. can like sort of like understand how to read documents. And, and I, and I think sort of, honestly, that sort of disciplinary brain that we had, we were able to sort of say like, oh, well, even just because the shutdown is affecting events doesn't mm-hmm. mean we can't open another, like storefronts are open. So that's when we opened like a small storefront above our storefront. that was like a mini pop-up. So we were able to get our pop-up vendors an actual space. I mean, it was just kind of like we were kind of reading between the lines, not like definitely not breaking rules. Remember that Catholics. Yeah, we're, we're we definitely are not going to break a rule or a law ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. She's the slowest driver. I'm not even kidding you. I'm like, like I push down on her right leg when we're driving. I'm like, please make this. It's a yellow line. But she still, she, but she still requires me to drive everywhere. So well, you know, it's I'm so busy. Funny. So, um. And, you know, I think we also, we had buddies that had, um, uh, to go back to like the, pre, like the recession kind of comment, it, we had a buddy that had, um, uh, a resale shop, like a luxury consignment shop. And I remember her saying, uh, that the recession years were her best years ever. So, so that sort of mindset was like, well, people are always going to spend money, right? They just are like, especially in, I think, especially in the lifestyle that we're in now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can either be the person that you can stay in your lane and you can say, this is what we've always done. Or you can say, well, people are making money over there. I'm going to go over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because we both were in construction and commercial um, architecture, 
during the recession, we saw how hard hit those industries were yeah. because they're all built on loans and, um, you know, yeah. interest rates and, mm-hmm. and doing things one way and not being able to pivot. You can't, you mm-hmm. can't, I mean, what are you going to do? Slow down right. a job site? Like, you know, mm-hmm. so what happens is that like a full labor force gets laid off. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, so what are, what are some sort of opportunity to be able to be more pliable around those those moments. I mean, this upcoming thing. Yeah, well, I sure hope it's not really <laughs> happening. I don't know. I mean, talk mm-hmm. to me in six months, we're probably won't feel differently. Right. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out the best way we can. Yeah, and I think our company, we've always been really nimble and always on the pulse of like what's happening and pivoting. Like, I mean, that's like what honestly we're really good at is pivoting, and it, it and that's one of the things that typically excites us is like something new and shiny so yeah. it like pandemic happened it was like new and shiny let's f and go you yeah. know like we're like i mean no was it really scary oh and like oh my god like mm-hmm. thank god her husband was already literally a prepper <laughs> and so we definitely had like paper towels and toilet paper mm-hmm. which was so nice because Derek, um <laughs> he like he's always been yeah. like that he yeah. was he was also excited yeah. he was ready <laughs> yeah. um but you know i had two little kids at home that yeah. all of a sudden aren't going to school and yeah. my husband has to work from home but i can't because i have to go into the office i mean and we have to we save all our, have our own stories yeah. right and we're we're like putting our capes on every day and yeah. like my grays are showing because i can't go to the salon and the world is crumbling and sad and dangerous yeah. around us it was horrible i mean it's horrible mm-hmm. i mean but mm-hmm. i think that that kept us like that light kept us going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I I love that, you know, because it seems like there were these, at least in your story, like there was these two coexisting things. Like there was one side where you were scared. Like there was a thing to be scared mm-hmm. of. And, um, you know, I have a business coach who's like her big thing is like, just do it scared. Mm-hmm. Just like be scared, but just do it anyway. Um, yeah. And that existed. And then there was a genuine excitement and I don't think those canceled each other out. It seems like those yeah. just coexisted mm-hmm. and you move forward anyway. And yeah. 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 So I, I mean, think that's you know, such... I, I, I don't want to sound like, uh, like so short sighted by any means, because there are definitely industries that I think couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't, yeah. you know, and events mm-hmm. is one of them mm-hmm. food and beverage, obviously. Yeah. Um, I know there's, you know, like travel, mm-hmm. um, that just, they only do it one way. They can only do it one way. And, um, and I think also kind of keeping our eye on that. And these are, these are things that have like small margins. So like, what can we do to continue to have bigger margins, you Mm -hmm. know? And so trying to learn from those things, apply them to our business and see our therapist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. And so the last thing I want to ask about, cause I think we started to go this was, outsourcing because you mentioned how important this is we've talked a lot about building a team um what i think this is an area that a lot of retailers really struggle in um, is giving control to their team like what did that look like for you at first um and then i guess like what are you starting to work through now that is enabling you to finally step away like you talked about yeah i would say i'm probably the worst delegator like Uh, 2021, my word was delegate, you know, how people pick a word and they try and live up to it that your mind was delegate. Um, and I like, I personally find a ton of value in working. Um, but also I, all of our business, you know, it's like your baby. So you're very tied to it. So it's like, if I'm not running it, then who am I? And what is, you know, what are all these things? So I think it was 
for me personally, it was a ton of baby steps to get there and like release the control. But like our company is thriving because we have delegated because we have put these women and let them do their thing. Like your brain space can only handle so many things. And luckily there's two of us, so we could two prong Mm -hmm. the approach, but like at some point, like for us to get to that next level, there was, that was like, there was zero way of that happening without us. Like Mm -hmm. actually, yeah, I'm an amazing delegate. She is. I really like. I. That's why I don't drive. You see, like, like I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but, um, but you know, I mean, obviously, we we have a team um, that's in house and in our stores, and um, and then obviously we use, you know, like we have our retail consultants that you know that we meet with once a month and we talk to all the time that are constantly reading through our numbers and telling us what to buy, what to discount, what to dive into, um, what the trends are, how we're doing. Um, because Carrie and I are horrible at math. So like really early on, that was like the first thing we needed Mm -hmm. help with was like math and accounting. We have an accountant, we have a bookkeeper. Um, those things we're just terrible at or not interested in it. Um, you know, I uh, got, we have like a very temporary or uh, part-time CFO that comes mm-hmm. in and sort of gives mm-hmm. us like uh, full picture stuff. Um, we have like a ads team. Yeah, an ads team now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have production teams, obviously. I mean, so I try not to do anything <laughs> every day. Um, <laughs> and I think that's important. But I mean, you know, it's like, if you can afford it, get childcare help. If you can afford it, get someone to clean your house. Cause like, yeah, you've got to, you've got to figure out how to, how to get to the next level. And you got to have people to do it. You yeah, just do. You do. I mean, there are definitely people, you know, that can make a ton of money on their own, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, that would be awesome, but mm-hmm. we haven't figured that one out. <laughs> we yeah, need I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. 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 But I like mean, a TikToker, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I, don't know. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's my last question. So okay. someone DMs you and they're like, Hey, I want to meet up. I just want to pick your brain. And they are like, just wanting this one piece of advice. If you had to share like one thing for a retailer that's looking to grow, is there any like big thought that you would leave them with or thing that they should be thinking about or a question they should be asking uh, to encourage a retailer who's looking to grow their business? Mm. I mean, one piece of advice that we just took um, a minute ago for ourselves is to just start. Like, I think people get so wrapped up and like, oh, well, I have to have this perfect website and I have to have this perfect branding and I have to have this perfect space and I have to have the perfect clothes. Like, just start because like, you're not going to have any of that until you start. Um, like right now we're working on something and we were, I feel like we've been dragging our feet. And then when today Sarah's like, we just need to start this. I'm like, yep, we need to take our own advice, you know, cause I delegate it to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say get your money right. And mm-hmm. I think that's where, especially like from just like a boutique business, um, standpoint. And that's where like our retail guys come in so handy, but, um, so many people get into fashion, retail, any, I mean, any type of retail because they love that product. They love it so much because they are a great consumer of that product. But like it comes down to dollars and cents. You overbuy, you have no money left. Your customers already seen that. 
Mm-hmm. You've got stale inventory. You just have to get your money right. You just have you have to get in front of it. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that because they don't want to. It's scary, you know. And it kind of going back to like your childhood and how you know yeah, how did your family up, yeah. perceive money. And I think there's a lot of sort of that sort of uh, thing that we can really get hooked up on, um, sort of a fam- feast or famine sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You've got to get your money right you got to understand how to make money. Like, it just doesn't just happen. No, uh-uh. People don't just nope. give you money. No. Nope. I've learned. <laughs> uh, so you have to figure out how to make this into a little bit more, mm-hmm. into, into a little bit more, and then reinvest in a little bit more. You have to figure out that. I you love know. it. That's such good advice. Hey, so as we wrap up, I lo- want to thank you for being here. Um, I'd love if you could just share, like, how can people find you? Uh, I enjoyed this, and I hope other people want to follow you now and, and learn more about what you do. So um, where can we find your business? Where can we find you on social? Oh, um, you can find us at girltribeco.com. That's C-O at the end. Um, or you can find us on Instagram at girltribeco. Yeah. Or girl supply. Mm-hmm. Girl.supply. What is that? What is our handle? Um, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. You'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find it and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have like a couple accounts. Yeah, we, we have a couple businesses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shopgirltribepopup.com yeah. and shopgirltribepopup <laughs> would be that. And then girlsupply.co would be the website and then unsure the Instagram. <laughs> I think it's girl.supply. I think so too. I love it. We will put all of this in the show notes for you. Thank you for being here. I really enjoyed this conversation. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah. we appreciate it. All right, we'll see you next time. Before you go, I don't know if you're anything like the retailers that I talk to, but a lot feel like growing online sales is like running on a hamster wheel uh, where you're running and you're running and you're running, but you're not gaining the traction that you'd hope. And yet some make it look really, really easy. And what is it about those people? Uh, Well, after working with over 250 retailers to grow their online sales, I've put together the five key strategies of seven-figure retail, uh, all in a free on-demand training that as a listener of this show, I'd love to offer you. Uh, You can get access to this exclusive training at secretsofretail.com slash podcast. Again, that's secretsofretail.com slash podcast. See you there.